You know what that means, don't you? <laughs> it's a command. So actually, when you say Hari Bol, my response should be Hare Krishna. Because you're telling me to chant Hare Krishna. <laughs> So, Hare Krishna, nice to see you all, and I feel very honored to be sitting up here in front of all you, all of you, and uh, with all of your blessings, especially of our senior devotees, God brothers. Prithu Prabhu is one of the very first devotees that I met on, in Heidelberg. He and Shivananda Prabhu. And there was one American devotee visiting, I don't remember his name. Um, they were on the Haupt, what do you call it? The, not Hauptstrasse, on Brunn. And they were chanting Hare Krishna with, I guess, one pair of kartals. And, uh, yeah. I couldn't resist the magnetism of Prithu Prabhu's <laughs> enthusiasm <laughs> and Shivananda Prabhu. He, was, uh, he is a wonderful devotee. And it wasn't long after that that I met Sachinandan Swami Maharaj in Hamburg. Um, and then he came to Heidelberg and he taught me how to clean the floor. <laughs> with not just great enthusiasm, but with total enthusiasm. <laughs> so, yes, honored to be here. Um, good, we have this verse. Now, before we get there, um, a couple of thoughts. First, we may have a doubt, and the doubt is... What are we doing celebrating Nrsinga Brahmotsava immediately the day after Radhashtami? Isn't that some sort of, what should I say, rasa basa? Yesterday morning, it was all sweetness, wasn't it? <laughs> uh, hearing about Srimati Radharani. Well, it was all sweetness, but it was also, Maharaj reminded us at the end of his class, didn't he, uh, about our predicament, our condition, and why it's so essential for us to be thinking beyond this life. Um, well, let me ask you, maybe ask the senior devotees first, uh, if you would like to venture a connection between Radhashtami and Brahmotsava. Any, any thoughts come to your, to 
your mind. Brahmotsava, as I understand, is the celebration of uh, the installation of Lord Nishingadev. Is, mm -hmm. is that that is true? Right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. So uh, we worship Lord Nishingadev uh, to remove obstacles on the path to pure devotional service. Mm -hmm. Yes, very good. Um, Peter Prabhu. Um, Janani was Prabhu. He was asked a question in this direction. Uh -huh. He was asked why now, oh, it's Pankajangri, I think, why are you worshipping now Nishingadev after hearing, closer. why are you worship Lord Nishingadev now after that, after years you worshipped Radhamadava? Uh -huh. And he said, there's an answer to it. He said, we are going to Radhamadava with our prayers. My dear Radha Madhava, whatever. And Radha Madhava would speak to us and said, my dear friend, I particularly came in the form of Lord Nishingadev to hear these kind of prayers. I'm in my bath with my close associates. So <laughs> I particularly appeared for you that you could render, ask your questions or render your uh, 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 prayers for mercy. Not the Shingadev, he kills all the Inartas, uh -huh. as it says in this prayer on the Mubavatina Shingai, etc. You know? uh -huh. And you should go to him. Why you would disturb me in this? <laughs> why <league>? disturb me? <laughs> in, in, in this Lila, you know? Why are you disturbing me in why this? In this yeah. Lila, you know? <laughs> and, and so okay. the tendency of a human being is to jump over. In Overlord Chaitanya, like now I'm just stuck with things in one of his prayers. When, uh, when somebody says, who is this Nityananda? What can he do for me? <laughs> you know, the classical position, what can he do? <laughs> and you see this when and you go into the temple in Vrindavan, during lecture time, there's an endless crowd of people having darshan. Most people don't even look at Lord Chaitanya. Yeah, yeah. Krishna Balram, maybe two, yeah. three. 150,000 yeah, yeah. <laughs> people in front of, and that's philosophically totally upside down. Right. Yes. Hare Krishna. Thank you. Nice. Thank you. Um, I want to make a further suggestion, uh, which uh, I'm taking with the help of uh, a very interesting way that Srila Prabhupada translated a certain verse. The verse you may recognize, it's from uh, the fifth, uh, sorry, seventh canto, uh, fifth chapter, and um, it's Prahlad Maharaj uh, advising Hiranyakashipu when Hiranyakashipu is, his father is asking my dear boy, what have you learned in school today? What was the best thing you've learned? The first response from Prahlad is Tatsadu Manye Suravarya Dehinam. He addresses his father as O best of the demons. Sada Samudvikna Diyam Asatkrahat Hitvatma Patam Griham Andakupam and here's the key line. Vanam gato yat harim ashrayeta. That ashrayeta is optative form, which means uh, 
you should do it, you should uh, take shelter. Optative can have different shades of meaning. It can also be a kind of invitation. But uh, what does he say? He says, Dad, I think you should go to the forest. <laughs> you should take shelter of the forest. But then what does Srila Prabhupada include or add into his translation? He says, you should go to the forest. And then Prabhupada says, more clearly, one should go to Vrindavan, <laughs> where only Krishna consciousness is prevalent. <laughs> so I, I find this is a, uh, also a kind of connection between Radhashtami and uh, and nursing at Brahmotsava. So we cel celebrate here both together. It's become a tradition, um, and uh, we see it's a very nice festival. And um, one little additional point about Brahmotsava is, and I confess, I learned this from the internet. <laughs> That's my confession for the day. Um, Brahmotsava, why is it called Brahmotsava? Because it's understood that it's Lord Brahma's celebration. He is worshipping Nrsingadev. And he's not worshipping him. Uh, the Brahmotsava traditionally goes on not for one day, not for two days, not for three days, but for a minimum of five days and possibly seven days and preferably nine days or ten. <laughs> so we're doing a very, 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 very short version of Brahmotsava. What's happening on all of those days? On each of those days, the Lord is taken out of uh, his temple on procession each, each day in a different vahana. There's all kinds of vahanas. There's an elephant vahana. There's a, I don't know what all, peacock vahana, so many different vahanas. So we're not doing that here um, physically, but if we like, uh, we, might, we might imagine, we might, uh, as a kind of manasa puja, uh, take the Lord out on procession in so many wonderful ways. And uh, speaking of Im imagination, that's going to be one topic which uh, I hope to say something more about. But uh, before we go there, perhaps we should just proceed taking shelter of Srimad Bhagavatam, which, as we heard yesterday, is according to Srila Jiva Goswami, the best of all Shastras. And it's from Shastra that we understand anything about anything that is worth knowing about. <laughs> Everything else is uh, temporary, limited, and uh, leading us, tending to lead us into ignorance and suffering. Okay, so we have this verse, and it goes like this. Bit of context first is um, at the beginning of chapter 7, 
Maharaj Parikshit is asking Srila Shukadev Goswami a question, and the question is, how is it that the Lord has exhibited uh, or exhibits partiality? Uh, this doesn't seem right. It doesn't seem right. The Lord, if the Lord is transcendental, he should certainly be beyond uh, showing any favor. And his question it, uh, very much uh, inspires Shukadev Goswami, and uh, he begins to speak, and this leads eventually into a discussion between Yudhishthir Maharaj and Narada, and Narada is going to give his response to Yudhishthir's concern, similar concern, but actually also different. What is Yudhishthir's concern? Shri Shri Prahlad Lakshmi Jaya. His concern is that he has just witnessed Shishupal, which you could translate as babysitter. He has just witnessed Shishupal get his head sliced off uh, with a clean slice um, from uh, Lord Krishna's Surashan Chakra in such a way that no blood was spilled in the arena uh, of the sacrifice. And then, what did he see? He saw uh, Shishupal, the, the, the Atma, uh, who is the actual person, sort of make a, an, uh, a beautiful, shining comet light uh, from the body into uh, the transcendental body of Lord Krishna. He saw that and he made a double take. What was that? What did I just see? <laughs> How is that possible? Considering what Shishupal had just been doing, what had he been doing? He had been insulting uh, Lord Krishna not with one or two or three insults, but with exactly 100, which I like to say Krishna uh, was counting, and he did not need uh, a japa counter to count. <laughs> he could remember, because he had made a, a promise to Sh Shishupal's mother that he would not, um, he would not harm Shishupal. Um, he can make a hundred insults to me. I don't mind. So he made the hundred insults plus one. And then that was it. So this was astonishing uh, for, for Yudhishthir. And this leads then into the entire uh, description of the pastime of uh, the appearance of Lord Nrsingadev. Um, and Early in this discussion is an explanation that it is possible to approach the Lord with any one of several sorts of emotion. And, and, uh, and this is where the present verse comes. Um, I just realized I don't have... I have to find... Can someone else please lead the chanting? Um, 
Who wants to lead the chanting? Yes, you're good with pronunciation. You can chant nicely. What is your good name? Dinanath. Hare Krishna. Yes, please. Yata Vairanu Bandena. Matyastan mayatam iyat Matyastan mayatam iyat Natata bhakti yogena Natata bhakti yogena Itime nishita matihi Itime nishita matihi Srila Prabhupada once said that if we repeat uh, the verse in the class ten times we will memorize it All right, what does this mean? Yata Yata. as Vaira Anubandena Anubandena. by constant enmity. enmity. Martya Martya. a person. person. How come that means a person? Anyone have an idea? Yes. A mortal? Exactly, a mortal. Someone who uh, is eligible to die, you could say, <laughs> literally. Tatmayatam, Tatmayatam. Absorption in him. Absorption in him. Iyat. Iyat. May attain. May attain. Na. Na. Not. Na. Tata. Tata. In a like manner. Bhakti yogena, yogena by devotional service, by devotional service. Iti, iti thus, thus may, may my, my nishchita definition, definition. Mati, mati opinion. opinion. Narada Muni continued, by devotional service one cannot achieve such intense absorption in thought of the Supreme Personality of Godhead as one can through enmity toward Him. That is my opinion. Should we believe Narada? We'll see uh, soon what Vishwanath Chakravarti Thakur says to this. Srila Prabhupada's purport, Shiman Narada Muni, the topmost pure devotee, praises Krishna's enemies like Shishupal because their minds are always completely absorbed in Krishna. <laughs> Just imagine. Yes, Shishupal, right from birth, wasn't it? He started haranguing, haranguing railing against Krishna uh, from birth. Indeed, he thinks himself deficient in the inspiration of being feelingly absorbed in Krishna consciousness. This does not mean, however, that the enemies of Krishna are more elevated than Krishna's pure devotees. In the Chaitanya Charitamrita, uh, Adi Lila chapter 5205, Krishna Das Kaviraj Goswami also thinks of himself in such a humble way. Jagai madai hoite mui she papishto 
Purisher kitta hoite mui se lagisto. I am a worse sinner than Jagai and Madai, and am even lower than the worms in the stool. A pure devotee always thinks himself more deficient than everyone else. If a devotee approaches Shimati Radharani to offer some service to Krishna, even Shimati Radharani thinks that the devotee is greater than she. Thus, Narada Muni says that according to his opinion, the, the enemies of Krishna are better situated because they're fully absorbed in thoughts of Krishna in terms of killing him. Just as a very lusty man always thinks of women and, other, and their association. The essential point in this connection is, Prabhupada will typically do this toward the end of his purport. He'll say, now here comes the point. <laughs> the essential point in this connection is that one should be fully absorbed in thoughts of Krishna 24 hours a day. There are many devotees in Raga Marga which is exhibited in Vrindavan. Whether in Dasya Rasa, Sakya Rasa, Vatsalya Rasa, or Madhurya Rasa, all the devotees of Krishna are always overwhelmed by thoughts of Krishna. Would you like to be overwhelmed with thoughts of Krishna? Yes. No? Yes. No? Yes! <laughs> Somebody said no. <laughs> um, when Krishna is away from Vrindavan tending the cows in the forest, the gopis in the Madhurya Rasa are always absorbed in thoughts of how Krishna walks in the forest. The soles of his feet are so soft that the gopis would not dare keep his lotus feet on their soft breasts. Indeed, they consider their breasts a very hard place for the lotus feet of Krishna. Yet, those lotus feet wander in the forest, which is full of thorny plants. The gopis are absorbed in such thoughts at home although Krishna is away from them. Similarly, when Krishna plays with his young friends, Mother Yashoda is very much disturbed by thoughts that Krishna, because of always playing and not taking his food properly, must be, get, must be getting weak. These are examples of the exalted ecstasy felt in Krishna's service as manifested in Vrindavan. This service is indirectly praised by Narada Muni in this verse, especially for the conditioned soul. Narada Muni recommends that one somehow or other be absorbed in thoughts of Krishna, for that will save one from all the dangers of material existence. 
Full absorption in thought of Krishna is the highest platform of bhakti yoga. Now, having read Srila Prabhupada's purport, in one sense we may feel, okay, now it's clear. It's all about full absorption in Krishna consciousness, one way or another. But then we may go back to what Narada Muni says, by devotional service one cannot achieve such intense absorption in thought of the Supreme Personality of Godhead as one can through enmity toward him. That is my opinion. And we may wonder, what is going on? What's, what's wrong with Narada Muni? Did he get it wrong? Well, an interesting comment from uh, Vishwanath Chakravarti Thakur. Would you like to hear what he, he says? Yes. No? Yes. All right. So he says, um, I won't read the whole thing. It says, by continuous enmity, a person who knows that the Lord will kill him, Martyaha, and no other person achieves complete absorption in the Lord, tanmayatam, and nothing else. And then he gives the example which Prabhupada refers to, just as a lusty man always thinks of a, wom of a woman. One does not become absorbed so quickly by bhakti yoga. Now, here's, here's the point. Then he says, the word quickly should be added to the verse. He's, he's saying there's a qualification. It's not that um, being inimical to the Lord is somehow fundamentally better than, um, than being a devotee of the Lord. He's not saying that. What he's saying, Vishwanath Chagavardi Thakur is saying, uh, is, well, someone who is angry with the Lord, hateful of the Lord, um, that person is likely to very quickly become absorbed in the Lord. But that absorption is not to be compared with the depth of absorption uh, of the devotee. That's basically uh, what he's saying. I thought that's interesting. Is that interesting? Yes. Okay. Now, um, this may again sound like rasa basa, but uh, I'm going to see what happens. Uh, please don't throw tomatoes. I want to quote now from the French Confession of 1559. This will interest Prithu Prabhu. Why am I doing this? Well, it occurred to me that the whole story of uh, the fall of Jayan Vijay, which of course is behind, it's the back, what's called the back story to Nrsingadev's appearance. Um, this is a fall and redemption story. 
don't mind my using the word redemption. That's used very much in Christian tradition. But basically, that's kind of what the whole story is. It's a fall and redemption story. Um, and, but in, this, in, in, our, in the description of this uh, Bhagavatam, uh, who is it who saves? Uh, who is it who saves Hiranyakashipu? It's Prahlad Maharaj. Prahlad, the devotee, he saves him um, by um, facilitating, first of all, his death, and then uh, requesting the Lord, right, uh, that he please uh, be merciful to his father. And what does Nasingadev say? He says, it's already done. Not only for uh, him, but for 21 generations. Why? Because you, Prahlad, have, been, have appeared in his family. Okay, what does the French Confession of, ni- of 1559 have to do with this? Let's see. Um, this is uh, said to be an authoritative confession of faith in the French Reformed churches. So these are Protestants uh, of uh, the 16th century. And I thought that's kind of interesting because 16th century is only a little after Chaitanya Mahaprabhu appeared. Um, Okay, this is providing a classic statement of the noetic effects of sin. You all know what... Noetic effects are, yes, no, (laughs) sorry. Um, Noetic means having to do with the mind or the intelligence. So what are the effects on the mind and intelligence of sin? That's what's being described here. So this is a kind of declaration that they made back in the 16th century. They said, we believe that man, having been created pure and perfect and in conformity with the image of God, by his own fault, not God's fault, but man's fault, fell from grace which he had received so that his nature became Holy, that means completely corrupt. Being blinded in his mind and deprived, sorry, depraved in his heart, he lost all integrity. So that even the light which he possesses transforms itself into darkness when he seeks for God. And this in such fashion that man can in no wise, in no way, approach God by his reason and his intelligence. Hmm. Interesting, no? They thought of this presumably using their reason and intelligence <laughs> to understand that we cannot 
reach God with our reason and intelligence. And of course, Hiranyakashipu, who wanted to replace God, we can say, with his reason and his intelligence, by making a contract with Lord Brahma, I cannot be killed in this way, nor in that way, nor in that way, nor in this way, nor in any other way. Um, get it, you know, worded in such a way by the lawyers so that I cannot be killed in any way. That's what uh, his idea was. Well, we know it happened. Um, so this, this is jumping a bit uh, to the, the conclusion, in a sense, of the story which we want to remember today. But our remembrance, uh, I believe, centers in important ways much more on Sri Prahlad than on Nrsingadev. Why? Because, yes, we're inspired by Nrsingadev, by his power, by his, um, by his long nails, and we, we sing, Tavakara Kamalavade. What do we say? Tavakara Kamalavade. Nakam. Adbuta Singam. Sringam. We are inspired by the Lord's nails. Why? Because what does he do? He gives Hiranyakashipu a nice operation. <laughs> um, but we're we're more we are more inspired, I would say, by Prahlad, because he is a model for us to become a better version of ourselves. Would anyone like to be a better version of yourself? No? Yes. <laughs> now, this is interesting. It just occurred to me this morning. We want to be better versions of ourselves. We don't want to be somebody else, do we? No. No. Yes? No. no. <laughs> we want to be better versions of ourselves. There's something we understand. Uh, yes, I am a part. I am a person. Prabhupada used this amazing expression, part and parcel. <laughs> we are part and parcel of Krishna. Parcel is, what is a parcel? It's like a package, you know. Uh, we are part and parcel of Krishna. But we, under, we have a sense, I have an eternal relationship with Krishna, um, and somehow or other it's gone foul, and I want to recover that, I want to awaken it. I want to discover it. Discover. I want to uncover. And that means uh, being a better version of ourselves. And being a better version of ourselves, we look to models, isn't it? Why is it that we worship Srila Prabhupada with such verve, with such... Uh, such utter abandon. We saw a bit of abandon today in the kirtan. <laughs> Why? We see Srila Prabhupada as a model uh, of how we can be better versions of ourselves. But look around, we see other devotees. 
right amongst us and we see qualities that are so nice. And this is what we mean, this is one thing we mean when we speak about association, association of devotees. We're associating with those whom we see as being um, models for us to become better versions of ourselves. Now, I mentioned before that um, I want to bring up the subject of uh, imagination. Srila Prabhupada once in a lecture said, you can imagine a golden, no, a diamond throne in your heart. And, and then he said, before he went on to begin a kind of uh, manasika meditation on Radha and Krishna in the heart, you can ima- he said, you can imagine a diamond throat in your heart. And then he said, it is not imagination. <laughs> when we hear the word imagination, we generally think, oh, fantasy. Something not true, something mythological, something our, our own uh, over-fertile, we say fertile imagination. Srila Prabhupada imagined that what Chaitanya Mahaprabhu imagined, I'm using the word in a sort of guarded way here, because uh, what what does Chaitanya Mahaprabhu say in Chaitanya Bhagavata? Prithivitaya chechata nagaradigram sarvatra prochar Hoyibe, more nam. Hoyibe means will be. It, he's, it's, again, not imagination. He's predicting something in the future. And then famously, when Srila Prabhupada was um, speaking with the tram, tram conductor in New York, saying, only time separates us from, and then he described his movement, uh, with so many temples, with so many books, with so many devotees. But we can, we can imagine, um, we can imagine, first of all, ourselves as being better versions of ourselves. And I think that's, in a sense, a core idea of why it is that we take up Krishna consciousness, isn't it? We want to, uh, we want to experience. We want to realize better versions of ourselves, version of ourselves which is minus the kama, the krodha, the loba, the mada, the moha, and the matsarya. Imagine yourself minus these things. Wouldn't that be nice? No? Yes. <laughs> Is it possible? Yes. No. Yes. yes. <laughs> and how is it? Huh? 
Maybe. <laughs> yes, no, maybe. <laughs> yeah. How is it possible? It's possible by seeing models, by seeing other devotees as models for us in our practice of Krishna consciousness. And I think this is what the Bhagavatam is about. And this is why we read about, we hear about, we remember um, Prahlad Maharaj and all of the devotees described in the Bhagavatam and all the devotees described in Chaitanya Charitamrita. If we had more time, we could... uh, we could we could a- we could ask. Can you think of someone that you, in particular, um, see as a model for yourself in spiritual life? I'd like to do that, but I I also want to share something else, um, and uh, so I'm just saying that as a possibility. You can think about this yourself. Who are the mo- who are the models for me in my spiritual life? Um, yes, and continuing on this uh, idea of imagination, I want to briefly share with you a little experiment that I made a few weeks ago in Serbia at the end of the Serbian camp. I think you had already left. We had a, a morning class, and I made an experiment I invited the devotees to imagine a better ISKCON. And it was amazing. Devotees got really into it. <laughs> and I, I, I primed the pump by giving one example of something I, w- I would imagine uh, as being... Uh, something which would make for a better... I like to say Krishna consciousness movement, uh, which is, it's more inclusive. Uh, And I was saying, I like to imagine that there are so many, so many more really qualified gurus all over the world being accessible for all the people of the world. And related to this, I'm, I like to imagine that so many devotees become skilled, highly skilled, in a, uh, a process called mediation. Because the world that we find ourselves in today, if you haven't noticed, uh, there's so much conflict. Have you noticed? No? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Imagine if, if the world knew that, oh, there's a problem between us. Call one of those Hare Krishnas. They're expert mediators. I mention this because years ago, one professional mediator spoke to devotees. And he said, you know, there's something that you all have Potentially, you could all, all, he said, you could all become expert mediators. And he said, imagine that you became known in the world for that. People would call you, yes, we have a problem between us, husband, wife, or village and village, or country and country. 
call the Hare Krishnas. A little hard to imagine, huh? <laughs> but why not? Why not start imagining? And then one, two, three, five, ten, a hundred, a thousand devotees become qualified mediators. It's a profession. You can make money doing it. Uh, <laughs> Hare Krishna. Anyway, we won't spend the time to do this now, but it's a very, very interesting exercise. You might try it sometime with devotees. Ask, what do you imagine uh, to make a better Krishna consciousness movement? If you'll allow me, it's already nine o'clock, but it, may I take um, about ten, ten more minutes? Yes. Because, but now I need to ask your indulgence. Um, and I'll read this as uh, a bit slowly because it's going to be a challenge for our translators. Um, if you can scroll up and just show the picture... The first thing I want to say is if anyone knows who the artist is who painted this picture, I would be very grateful to know. Um, so what is the subject of this painting? <laughs> huh? Yes. Huh? It's a prison escape. <laughs> it's a prison escape. Okay. There is... Now, I'm continuing with the topic of imagination because what I want to do is to invite you to imagine something and with that invitation to imagine that you also might do some writing because Srila Prabhupada wanted devotees to write. There's a certain type of writing which is called technically ekphrasis. Ekphrasis, what is that? It is a response in writing to a picture, a painting, or a sculpture, generally, some work of art. Um, John Keats was a famous um, romantic English author who wrote what is sometimes said to be the best English poem in history, uh, called Ode to a Grecian Urn. And it's ekphrasis, it's, uh, it's addressing uh, a pot, a Greek <laughs> pot, which is painted. And what's significant is what's painted on the, on the pot. So I made an attempt to write an ekphrasis to this painting. May I just uh, go there to see properly? I'm so yes, curious. please, yes. Um, but now, in order to help the translators, I'm going to have to. I'm going to have to uh, ask that 
the picture disappears as we scroll down. But first, yes, please take a look. It's a quite interesting painting, which brings a certain mood. And one thing I would suggest you look at very carefully right now before I turn off uh, or scroll down, look at the expression on Krishna's face in this painting. Can you see? It's, it's a little small, and now the screen is kind of... <laughs> because it's the Hare Krishna movement, so the screen is also moving. <laughs> ah, he's expanded. Good, thank you. Yes, so... <laughs> yes, you can make a photo of the painting if you like. <laughs> okay. So now, uh, now comes my ekphrasis attempt. Well, I think for the translators it'll help if they can read. Yeah. Okay. All visitors, the curious, the would-be art critics, the kids on school assignments, all have left the art museum. It's closing time. Lights are out, doors are locked, and the last watchman has left for home. The high and wide walls of precious paintings and ponderous tapestries are all silent. Their populations of battling warriors, primly posing princesses, sorry sailors on sinking ships, plump nude beauties, self uh, still lifes of rotting pomegranates and abstractions of nothing in particular have all turned inward to themselves resigned to their brush-stroked and framed or meticulously woven nocturnal destinies. All rooms are dark except one. From where this light shines forth? Over here? On this side? Yes, I might have known. Krishna, baby Krishna, is that you, being yourself, luminous, playful, kid self again? Is this your brilliant bluish rain cloud complexion lighting up my vision of you? Is that reassuring light flashing across the framed vestibule, the full moon just prior to your servant Indra's bringing on his stormful clouds? Well, well, it's a grand show you have in the making, but no one's awake to see the nameless guards slumped in drunken stupor are as good as dead. And it's good they're so, aiding your play, for you are fully alive, fresh-born and faultless, 
bouncing merrily out in your father's confident arms as you show him the way out, eager to meet your beloved Yamuna. But what's the story with this gigantic multi-headed serpent? He must be a key player in your fun. Does Vasudev know he's there? Vasudev, whatever you do, don't turn around. <laughs> Just keep walking swiftly, swiftly but oh so softly. Don't wake that little tiger, the guard's pet cat, maybe. And for God's sake, for Krishna's sake, don't trip over that guard's left foot. Fresh-born Krishna, you know perfectly well where you are going, and you know the best way how to get there. You also know just how to inspire an artist to paint your clever escapade, giving him those mysterious skills of eye and hand to turn paint into magic emerging from his heart. So it's no surprise. You know how to give me the eyes to see you in this painting and how to make the museum watchman absent-minded enough to leave me here just to have your undisturbed darshan in complete silence, careful not to trip the museum's alarm system. But did your artist know that you would end up confined here in this museum, even as he painted your great prison break? And did you tip him off that I would be captured by your carefree countenance as Vasudev cradles you in his strong arms? The museum guards, returning routinely tomorrow morning, turning on the lights and finding me here, will demand in anxious tones to know my means of access, my purpose, my identity. I will smile at them in reply and gesture toward you, baby Krishna. And as they look over to you, you, this little blue bundle of Satchitananda in Vasudev's arms, guarded by the unlimited remainder, Anandashesha, will bless them. Or will you be already gone by then, hastening to meet your friends in Vrindavan. Hare Krishna. So I will end just by saying, my dear devotees, please, please consider, consider you have all so many qualifications. And one of them is imagination. And one thing you can do with your imagination is to imagine a better you. Grantaraj Shiman Bhagavatam Ki. Yeah.
Srila Prabhupada ki. Hare Krishna. I don't, I think the time is such considering that there is a whole program that we should immediately proceed for prasadam. Yes? I would say so. Unless Pritu Prabhu, you want to comment something? Sachinana Maharaj, anything? Ah, Hare Krishna. Yeah, thank, thank you very much. This was very, very, very nice. I mean, when Krishna, I, I heard from Hari Sori a comment on this pastime, but I don't know, is that, yes? Uh, Hari, uh, you know, when Krishna told Vasudev to bring him out of the prison, of Kamsa Maharaj, that, that was not an easy thing. Uh, Vasudev was first of all chained by his hands and his feet to the wall and, and the floor. There were 16 doors he would have to pass. Mm. And each one had a mechanism that if a prisoner would open them, stones would crush down and, and finish him off. And then there were these guards with their um, uh, tigers, uh, you know. But uh, Vasudev uh, got confidence the moment he took Krishna in his hands and uh, the, the iron shackles fell, the doors opened and the guards slumped over in deep stuporous sleep. So in the same way, Harisori says, when a devotee carries Krishna in the heart, perhaps by following your advice to, to think of Krishna in a creative way, uh, imagine um, uh, his, his presence in the heart, uh, then the shackles of birth and death will fall, his enemies' last great anger uh, will uh, become inactive and uh, the doors to Goloka Vindavan will open. Uh, th this, this happens by being having Krishna in the heart and uh, I think you gave a very good example to us how to uh, bring him in the heart by this what, what did you call this writing style? Ekphrasa or what? Ekphrasis. Ekphrasis, yes. <laughs> Yes, thank, thank you. Uh, it's a nice insight, isn't it? By by bringing Krishna in the heart, our mm. obstacles go. Yes, thank you. Mm -hmm. Maybe it occur occurs to me now one one more point uh, to our um, Kirtan Mela uh, that you might like to keep in mind. It's from the song which uh, we heard so nicely led and which we sang from Srila Bhaktivinoda Thakur. At the end of the song, it's, it said, uh, Nirananda dure galo, ananda simonai. Nirananda dure galo, ananda simonai. You can repeat. Nirananda dure galo, ananda 
सीमो नाय आनंद सीमो नाय आनंद सीमो नाय सो सीमा वट इज सीमा सीमा मीन्स लिमिट और बाउंड्री सो देर इज नो लिमिट टू दि आनंद बिकॉज नीर आनंद the opposite of ananda dure galo it has gone far away <laughs> how is this how does it happen by the devotees coming together and chanting the holy name together yes and shilabhakti siddhanta saraswati thakur said one meaning of the word sankirtan some uh, can mean complete and so he's he's he says it means complete description of the lord a complete uh it's it's a comprehensive event it's a total event uh, so ananda simonai so this you can remember as we are chanting today <laughs> thank you very much shila prabhu padaki मचिता If you direct your consciousness towards me, Sarva Durgani, all difficulties that come, Sarva do all difficulties, Adi Adiatmika, Adi Devika, Adi Bodhika. Mm. Now comes that by my mercy, Mat Prasadam, Tarishasi yeah. will be destroyed. That puts it in one sentence in Bhagavad Gita that we don't have to do this ourselves. We have to or to. clean our house with a brush and a pen we just have to turn to krishna and absorb ourselves in krishna then mat prasadam by mercy done shila prabhu paraki jai thank you so as krishna krishna maharaj ki jai